Welcome to Optimal Health for Busy Entrepreneurs, the podcast for busy and high-performing entrepreneurs and leaders who are looking to create more energy and optimize their health while upgrading their brain and personal performance with precision. I am your host, Julian Hayes II. I've been involved with health and performance for over a decade. This podcast was created for the high performer who is unapologetically ambitious, the one who moves at a fast pace and operates with an edge, the one who wants to become superhuman. Nothing here is fluff, gimmicky, or feel good. I have little to no interest in simply helping you improve your life. I want to help transform it. By listening to this podcast, expect to have a body that feels just as good as it looks. Expect to possess a swagger and style that gives off an infectious vibe. Expect to command the stage or any boardroom you walk into with your executive presence. And lastly, expect to become your most enhanced self so you can live a limitless life. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome to another episode of Optimal Health for Busy Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Julian Hayes II, and it's another installment of history and health optimization. Two completely different worlds, but have a lot more commonalities than you would typically expect. And if you haven't checked out the first installment, it was on JFK. And I took a few moments from his presidency and applied it to performance, longevity, and um, health optimization. And today, I'm going to use another president, and it is Ulysses S. Grant. And Grant's a very interesting individual. Um, He was one of more of my favorite presidents to study. And because I say that because he had these incredible highs, but then he also had these these bottomless lows as well. And so when you look at him and when you look at opinions on him, it's all over the place. And his journey, you know, if is is, um, kind of representative of that. And so, but anyway, there's Grant's journey has a handful of lessons that I think is very applicable to our health optimization journey. But as I just mentioned, you know, Grant had these huge highs, these incredible highs. You know, he's a Civil War general. You know, he played a huge role in helping the Union ultimately win. And then he also went on to become the 18th president of the U.S. You know, but that presidency during that time, unfortunately, you know, there were some scandals and a lot of other things going on. And it wasn't because Grant, you know, turned, you know, nefarious or was a bad person, you know, in fact, it was actually one of his most redeeming qualities. It was just used against him, in my opinion. And Grant was more of a naive person. You know, he wanted to think well of people and many abused his trust as when he was president, many were disloyal and many were two-faced. And I think his ability to be naive and to 
always want to think the best of people. He wasn't like that during the war, but you know, after afterwards, after the war and during his presidency, I think he thought of that because before the general before the Civil War, Grant wasn't exactly just killing it at life. And so, um, and so I think he always had that in the back of his head that he's an underdog and he wants to give people chances and he believes in people redeeming themselves and changing. But I'm digressing a little bit and turning this into a totally different podcast than what it's supposed to be. So let me stay on point here. If I wanted to use one word to describe this journey of Grant and his ascension, it's improbable. You know, a year or so ago, I dug into um, his book, which was crazy in the amount of research. Absolutely crazy. It is by uh, Ron Chernall. It's titled Grant. It's a fantastic book. And fantastic book. One of my favorite books that I read last year. And he also, or maybe it was two years ago, but he also wrote the book on John D. Rockefeller, which is a very good book as well. And then he also has one on Alexander Hamilton and George Washington, plus a few others, but I haven't read those yet. But um, anyway, with that said, this book is a thousand plus pages. So there's tons of lessons. There's tons of insights. And if I hit every single one of those, this podcast would go on for hours. And I don't think you want to sit here for me to talk two hours on this. So I want to keep this short. So I'm going to highlight just three, three big encompassing themes that stuck out to me. And these themes also play a pivotal role when it comes to our health, longevity, and performance. So insight number one, it's a big theme in the book. It's a big theme in his whole um, journey of sorts, is that we all need help. Whether we admit it or not, we all need help. And this is not a new concept. We've all heard this, that the, you don't get to the top by yourself. But as great of a leader as Grant was, he had a huge weakness, a tr- huge weakness that threatened his success. That potential chokehold was alcohol. Now, his alcohol habit wasn't a secret by any means. Um, he would go on these drinking vendors, is what I would call them, these extensive periods where he's just drinking away. But you know, on a side note here, it's kind of impressive that for as much as he drank, it never interfered with his responsibilities, which is just, it's quite impressive if I'm just being honest. And so it's impressive to have a heavy drinking habit and not let it interfere with, you know, being a general and, and leading people. It's very impressive. But anyway, um, Grant had a supporting cast and this supporting cast had his best interest in mind 24 seven, two people right away that I think of off the top of my head when I'm thinking of the supporting cast is his wife, of course, Julia Grant, and also is John Rollins. Now, when we talk about John Rollins, this is essentially Grant's right-hand man. Um, to my memory, I don't even think he had any formal military training. But Rollins was interesting because he helped him function. He helped him not let this drinking 
nosedive the union's operations. He pretty much ensured others that Grant was doing what he's supposed to do, even when times he might have slipped up on his habit and got drunk and started drinking. So Rollins was there to really clean up and help a lot of things move smoothly. So this lesson here is very simple and straightforward. Surround yourself with people who have the best, who have your best interests in mind and surround yourself with people also who can help you mitigate your weaknesses. We all have different strengths. You know, for example, a guy like myself, I'm not as good in the day-to-day operations. Typically, my head is clouded. It's, it's up in the clouds, I should say. So I'm a very good big picture thinker. Um, you know, I have a plaque here that was given by a, a coach a long time ago, and my one word was vision. So I'm very good at that. But day-to-day operations is not my skill set. You know, let's think about Michael Jordan. He didn't win six titles by himself. You know, Michael Jordan's career, a big moment came when he met Tim Grover who helped him upgrade his body and his mind to take the punishment when he was going up against those Detroit Pistons teams who continually beat Chicago the previous years. And he also had Phil Jackson to bring stability to the bench to get Michael to be more of a team player. So Grant obviously wasn't going to be able to propel the army without assistance. He could even propel himself to a certain standpoint because he had these chokeholds. And so me and you won't be able to as well. And so my challenge for you, as you're hearing this right now, and you might be thinking, yeah, yeah, I heard this, surround yourself with the right people. But truly, have you thought about this? When's the last time you audited your circle? Sometimes we have friends, acquaintances, by default. Maybe it's people we tolerate. But are they truly helping us get to the next level? Are they truly helping us optimize our health? Is your current environment conducive for where you're trying to go, for what you're trying to do? Or is it just conducive to where you used to be and where you are right now, but it's not going to take you to the next step? It's conducive to the last goals. But what about now? What's next? What got you here won't get you to the next place. Optimizing your health and the pursuit of youthful longevity, talking to people about your goal is to live 100 plus years of optimal life. This is going to seem weird to people. They're going to look at you weird because these people are just satisfied with average okay health in life. So really look at your circle. The next insight here is indecision is worse than the wrong decision. So there's another book by Grant. It's uh, Ulysses S. Grant, Triumph Over Adversity, 1822 to 1865. And it's by Brooks Simpson. And When Grant was asked about his strategy, and he was asked, is this ultimately going to work? Grant's response was simply, and I have it in quotations here, over here, it's, no, I'm not. But in war, anything is better than indecision. We must decide if I'm wrong 
we shall soon find it out and can do the other thing. But not to decide waste both time and money and may ruin everything. That's a very potent quote right there. I hear this a lot in health. Will this diet work? Will this workout plan work? Will this plan help me lose those 10 pounds? Will this plan help me improve my blood panels? Will this plan help me reverse my biological age some? Add a hundred other things here. But one thing as I learn, as I read more and more history books, more and more military books, it's the power of decisions. You know, whether you're right or wrong, you know, on the battlefield, the worst thing to have is hesitancy. And you can apply this to sports as well. Hesitancy, it's a killer. Applied to business as well. Hesitancy, timid, it's a poison. On the battlefield, when you have hesitancy, there's a huge cost with that. And that's people's lives. Now, entrepreneurship, achieving your goals, optimizing your health, it's not necessarily a matter of life and death in this very moment. But there's still a powerful cost for being indecisive. And that cost is the potential risk of furthering the timeline to you actually getting what you want. If you've been trying to lose weight, you've been trying to improve your health, but you're still hesitant about reaching out for help. That's, a, that's the worst spot to be in. You know, making the wrong decision isn't ideal, but it's definitely not the worst thing. Procrastinating or delaying making a much-needed decision becomes even worse because it costs time, money, and energy. And you, you're getting no lessons, no feedback that can help you with future implementation. At least if you try a diet and it doesn't work, you at least have feedback and you know something that's definitely not going to work. So you can cross that out. So you make a decision. When you make a decision, these things are already put into motion. You know, whether it works or not, it's whatever. You make the right decision. Awesome. You get what you want and you can move forward to the next thing. You make the wrong decision. It's a non-ideal decision. Maybe it's just not right in that moment. Well, you at least get valuable feedback. You have the opportunity to reiterate quicker and to get back on the playing field. You know, I think about this with a startup that you have this minimal viable product and you want to get this to the market as soon as possible. That's version one. Get as much feedback as you can on it. What's working, what's good, what should we add? Then you're ready to add to version two. I think about this a lot in health as well. We have an initial plan. Sure, we have a lot of data as well, but we still have to see how it applies in the real world. You know, there's a there's theory, there's application, there's game planning, and then being out on the actual um, field. So the last insight here, act with the big picture in mind. So 
this is just something that I'm thinking. Maybe it just wasn't discussed. I don't know. But when I went through this book, you know, Grant lost way more battles than I initially remembered him losing. You know, he lost a lot, actually. He lost a lot of battles. However, though, history doesn't remember. History only remembers who wins. And he ultimately won the war. And he ultimately won the war because he kept the big picture in the mind at all times. Now, granted, he had, there's other people as well. You know, General Sherman, you have a whole laundry list of people that helped as well. But ultimately, the big picture was kept in mind despite the battles at times that were lost, despite being on losing streets at times. So health and business, just like winning a war, Think about the, the context. Think about the various variables that are at play. These are absolutely critical. It's not just about what's in front of you at the moment. It's not just about what you initially hear. Things at times can appear as something and be totally something different. This is why you must consider the second and third order consequences. This is why it is pivotal as entrepreneurs, as high performers and leaders to slow down to speed up, to lead with ration and logic, not emotions, especially with health. You know, a, a, a fitness example here, people with back pain are, oh, my back's hurting, my back's hurting. And they're looking at their back and they want to do these back exercises, but these this back pain could easily be weak glutes and hamstrings. So to alleviate this back pain starts with strengthening the posterior chain. As you're building a longevity program, you can't just focus on mitochondrial dysfunction. There's eight other pillars that cause aging as well. It's a system. It's like an orchestra. It must all cohesively and seamlessly integrate. So as you approach aging and optimization, look at the entire picture. See what areas of health need more attention compared to others. It's all about balance. I cannot say this enough. More, more, more is typically not the answer. Very rarely is it the answer. This balancing, this is where the magic happens. Now, Grant is far from perfect, has many demons on a daily basis, encountered many demons on a daily basis, I should say. And he had numerous peaks and valleys during his ascension. His success was not linear. It was not a straight line at all. It's like a really squiggly line. And if this sounds basic, it's because it is. It's really basic. This is how pretty much our lives are. This is pretty much how... The journey to optimal health is it's very rarely that you're going to find someone who just has a straight line to success. There's always going to be these peaks and valleys. So whether it's in war, whether it's in health or even politics, it's important to keep that in mind, keep the big picture in mind. And you know, as we talk about basic things here, sometimes people scoff at basic stuff, but the complex, the fancy gadgets, the biohacks, 
they don't work if you don't have the, the basics such as sleep, nutrition, and exercise down packed. The peptides don't work. You know, you talk to, I advise a client and they immediately sometimes want the peptide or, or the um, other different biohacks to do. But how's the foundation looking? How's that looking? The simplest things in life are often the hardest to execute on consistently. And I'm guilty of this as well. So with that said, though, thank you again for joining me for another installment of History and Health Optimization. I do appreciate you being here. I appreciate, hopefully this is a breath of fresh air, as I mentioned, of taking some health advice, taking some lifestyle, taking some performance advice, and drawing from a discipline that is typically not connected to this world. So I do hope it's a little different and that you enjoy it. I have some more people in mind and everyone's not going to be a president. It just so happened to turn out this, the first two were so, but anyway, if you're looking also to turn the clock back to optimize your energy, stay at the top of your game at 40, 50, 60, and well beyond that to make aging irrelevant. Then my longevity and health optimizations programs could be a fit for you. So think investment in portfolio management, but for your mind, body, overall performance, and longevity. So if this is something of interest, shoot me a message or just click on the link in the short notes to set up a time to talk. I would love to meet you and hear what you are looking to accomplish. But until next time, stay awesome, be limitless, and as always, go be superhuman. Peace. Peace.